Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Right, beginning tonight's shear in Simen Kuf Yud Gimel on page 280. The Mechaber says in Sif Aleph, Elu brachos sheshochen bahem. These are the brachos that we bow down during Shmona Esrei. Ba'avos tchila vasof. The bracha ba'avos that we've discussed already before in the beginning and the end. Ubahodah tchila vasof. And the bracha of hodah which begins with modem, the beginning and the end of the bracha. V'imbalishchos besov kol bracha obitchilasa. If a person decides he wants to bow down at a be- the beginning or end of any other bracha, melamden oso shlo yishcha. We teach him that he should not bow down. He should not add any bowings in beginnings or endings of brachos. But if a person wants to bow down in the middle of a bracha, so then a person is allowed to. Says the Mishaburah in Modim. That is in the beginning of Modim. We bow down. So we bow down also by that bracha. In note number two, he explains... In the second paragraph of note number two, V'chein b'modem derabonon. Here's an interesting note. By modem derabonon, we know that we bow down, but there's actually an interesting machlokus about exactly how the bowings work by modem derabonon. The Shulchanar tells us later on, Sheyesh lishchos, Elo shekoswa Shulchanar v'haramah, Sheyesh omrim lishchos gam basof. Some say that for modem derabonon, you should bow in the beginning and at the end. V'yesh ha-sovrim sheyesh lomar es kulo b'shchia achas. Some say that for modem derabbanon you have to be bowing the entire time. They only bow in the beginning till the word shata hu hashem elokeinu. Then you stand up straight. And the stipler how you shochim b'tchila ubasof the low bakulo. The minig of the chazanish and the stipler was to bow at the beginning and the end of modem derabbanon, but not for the entire thing. Says the Mishnah Vaitri in Sivkaton Beis, we said if a person wants to bow other times at the beginning or ending of a bracha, we teach him not to bow. Says the Mishabura, Kideshlo Yovo Lakor Takonas Chachomim. The reason, the reason we stop him from bowing at other times in the beginning or ending of brachos is we don't want him to come to uproot the Takonas Chachomim. Shelo Yomru Kol Echad Machmir Kemoshu Rotza. We don't want people to say that everyone's just Machmir wherever they want. It's a Hefkervelt. The same way you could add, you could also take away Kalamos of Gareya and it'll end up uprooting the Takonas Chazal that told us to bow at those specific brachos that we bow at. The Gam de Chashinon Yuhara. We are also concerned about Gaiv that he's making himself that he's better than everyone else in the tzibur that he's bowing at more times in the beginning or endings of brachos says the Mishabura in Sivkot and Gimel Aval but if a person wants to bow in the middle then it's okay and so too many achronim come out not like the sheet of the Yefei Mare who says that one should not bow at other times even in the middle of brachos we hold that you can. There is no concern that you're going to come to uproot Takon of Chachamim to bow at the proper time by adding other times in the middle of a bracha. That has no connection to the Takon of Chazal because they were only masaki in the beginning and endings of brachos and by you adding in the middle it's not going to come to take away from the Takon of Chazal. Says the Mechaber Vaiter and Sif Beis, Hanohagin Lishchos Berosh Hashana V'Yom Kippur Kishomim Zachreinu Umi Chamocha. 
Apparently there was a minute to bow during Shemona Esrei of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur when you say the extra additions that we have for the Aser Shemei Tshuva, Zachreidu L'chaim Amicha Mocha. So one who has that minute, Tzrichim Liskol Kishemagiyam L'sof HaBracha. You have to stand upright when you get to the end of the bracha. Says the Ramah, the Afa Gav the Ba'avos Kareh B'Sof HaBracha, even though Zachreinu is in the Bracha of Avos, where we in fact do bow at the end of the Bracha, Mikomakom Tzarech Liskov Ma'at B'Sof Zachreinu, you have to stand upright towards the end of Zachreinu, Kedesh Ye'enira Shechoze V'Kareh Mishum Chiyuv, so that it should appear that you're going and bowing again because of the Chiyuv, because the bowing by the Zachreinu is only, is only a minhag, the bowing at the end is a Chiyuv, and therefore you don't want to have it one continuous bow, you want to get up and then bow again. <laughs> Says the Mishabura in Sivkotan Hey, Barashashanav Yom Kippur, Kesha Omrim, the Chain Hanohogim Lispalo Kolat Fila Barashashanav Yom Kippur and Bekriya. And so too those who have the Minog, and we've discussed this other times as well, some have the Minog to Dav and the entire Shmonesri on Rashashanav Yom Kippur bowing down. So even those who have the Minog to bow the entire Shmonesri, Tzrichim Liskov Besov Kol Bracha, Ubetchilas Kol Bracha. They have to be standing upright when it comes to the beginning and ending of every Bracha. Shalom Lahosavat so they shouldn't be adding on to the takana of chachamim. Shalotiknu elo b'tchilas avos v'odah u'besofan. Chazal only were mesakin that we should be bowing at the beginning and ending of avos and hodah. And therefore, if you want to bow the whole shmonesrei on Rosh Hashanah Kippur, that's fine. But you have to be upright by the beginning and ending of every bracha, except for those two. If you look at note number nine, he writes v'chein kisha omer v'anachnu korim b'tfilas musaf shal Rosh Hashanah. You know, we know that we have Aleinu in the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah. So when you get to the words Vanat Nukorim, the Makor Chaim writes Sheyichra that one should bow. Ubesider Beis Yaakov from the Yaivitz he writes Sheyestachave Hestachave Atzuma should be a tremendous bowing, a very Geshmaka bowing at that point in Aleinu in the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah davening. There's one other interesting note over here that I don't know if people are aware of. I have to pay attention to see if people do this. In note number four, he writes Ubebirchas Me'ain Sheva Hanemeres Belel Shabbos Aidei Ashatz. On Friday night, we have a Birchas Me'in Sheva, right, by Mogen Avos. So we have a Brach over there. It starts at Baruch HaTo Hashem, like the beginning of Shemona Esrei. So, Kosvu B'Shalaz and Shufas Zecher Yehosef, V'Hamakor Chayim, Sh'yesh L'Chroa B'Tchilas HaBracha, that one should bow in the beginning of that Bracha. V'chein Hidas Revol Yoshev and Roshom Ozam and Arbach. Oh, so, and Rav Yashiv. Then he says, Das Agonah Shlomo Zaman Arba Chayisa B'Tchila Shlomo Chroa. Shlomo Zaman originally held that one should not bow by that bracha. Aval Kishin Nitfa Seifim Rekor Chayim Hanau. But when the Seifim Rekor Chayim was printed, V'Rosh Esover Sh'yesh L'Chroa. And Shlomo Zaman Metzor, that the Seifim Rekor Chayim says you should bow. Bitel Daito B'Fnei Das HaMekor Chayim. He was Mavatul Das, and he said, okay, you should bow. So all these posts can say that one should bow by the beginning of that bracha on Friday night. Me'idok, on the other hand, there is a sheet not to. V'shalaz and shuvah, levushay Mordechai, kosav, shalom atzinu, shetiknu, eshtachavoyah, bebirchas me'in sheva. We don't find a makor for that, so there is no reason to bow. But most posts can seem to say that you should bow in the beginning of that bracha. Says the Mishra Buddha Vaitin, sifkotan vav. We said if you, if you bow, if your minna gets to bow by zachreinu and micha mocha, you have to stand up at the end. Says the Mishabura, Ein Hatam Shavabahem. The reason is not the same for those two things, for Zachreinu and for Michamocha. To the Michamocha, Michamocha, which is in the second bracha, Shmon Esrei, Srichim Liskov Kodem Hagmar. You have to get up before the end of the bracha. To the Birchas Mechaimesim, Ein Sham Shechia Mitzat Akanas Because at the end of the second bracha by Mechaimesim, there is no bow, Michazal. And therefore, you have to make sure that you get up by the end. 
the im yichra because if you're going to bow by the end of that brach of mechay mesim or the beginning of that brach of mechay mesim, so then it's like adding on to chazal. However, ubezachreinu yeshom shechia mitzat akonas chachomim kishomer brachat Hashem again Avram. However, by zachreinu, which is towards the end of the first bracha, there there is the takana of chachomim to in fact bow by brachat Hashem again Avram. V'kevan shezeh sholcha b'chol hatvila, and since this person is bound by the whole davening, lo yia nikar takonas chachomim. It's not going to be recognizable that he's fulfilling the takana of chazal. According to this understanding, there is a difference in how you have to get up after Zachreinu and how you have to get up after Michamocha from your bow. By Zachreinu, you have to get up earlier. Because since you have to do another bow by Baruch HaToshem, so you have to get up a few words earlier. So that you should be able to have a new bow when you get to the end bracha. But when you're getting up from your bow of micha mocha, you don't have to get up until you're ready to say baruch ata that you shouldn't be bowing by that bracha. And so too by any other bracha, if you are in a bowing position, you have to get up when you get to baruch ata so you shouldn't be bowing by another bracha that Chazal will not masak in it. So by Zachreinu, where you have to, you have to get up and make another bow, so you have to get up a little earlier. By Michamocha, you want to just make sure you're not bowing by the bracha, so you can get up closer to the bracha as long as you're not bowing by the bracha. Just wait. wait, what? Like, what do you mean? You, you can. And why do you have to get up in the middle of a Zachreinu? I, I was working that for a long time today. I was bothered by that. It sounds in the Shibura a little bit that, that in the, in the, in the phrase of Zachreinu, you have to get up. But really, there's there's words afterwards in the bracha that you can get up. I was bothered by the same thing. The only way I understood it is that it's, it's lav dafka. He just means a few words before, even though it sounds like that. It sounds like that. He says, <laughs> So there it sounds like it's just a few words earlier, not in the middle of Zachreinu. But earlier it sounded like that. It said, right? It said... um Yeah, before you finish saying it, I don't see where it is, but right. I, the way I understood it is it's, it's Lav Dafka. L'choret, just as long as you are getting up a couple of words before, Lav Dafka that you're getting up in the middle of this phrase of a Zachreinu because you still have a few words afterwards. I, I'm asking with you, I was, I was, I was reading it many times today to try to figure it out. That's what I understood, that it's Lav Dafka that you have to get up during the phrase of a Zachreinu, just that you're up a little, a few words before you actually have to bow again the second time. And the Mishabura says in Sefkatan Zayin, this is a very important Mishabura, so the Ramos said that even though by Avos you have to bow anyway, you need to get up from your original bow of Zachreinu before you bow by Baruch HaToshem Magin Avram. Why is that? So the Mishabura says in Sefkatan Zayin, Ki HaShechia Rishon The original bow is only an optional bow, so you don't want to continue an optional bow in the time where it's a Chiv. So you want to have a new bow for that. The O time and another reason is Shetzarech Liskov. You have to get upright. Kedei lechroa achakach b'baruch. Because you have to have an, a, a, a new bow by baruch. There's an inya to bow, not to be in a bowing position, but to bow. So two reasons. One reason is that the original bow was only a bowing of Rishus. Now it's a bowing of Chiv. It has to be a separate bow. And also there's an inyan in doing an additional bow by baruch ato. The Liskov Hashem and to get up by Hashem like we'll see later on. Says the Mechaber Vaiter in Sif Gimel, Hakoreya bevachol koma lefanecha tishtachave. These are phrases from the Tefillah of Nishmas. One who bows by those words, bevachol koma lefanecha tishtachave. 
that everyone upright will bow in front of you. Uh, or, oh, to you alone we bow, we thank. Or the bracha of Hodah in Halal, or the bracha of Hodah in Birchas Hamazon. One who bows in any of those cases, that's a negative thing. One should only bow in a place, place where Chazal or Masakin that one should bow. Now if you look at Mishnabura and Sifkat and Ches, he says, What is Hodah the Halal of Birchas Hamazon? Hainu b'hodu Hashem kitov. The hodav halal is hodu Hashem kitov. So one should not bow there. And by birchas hamazon is by no delacha or oh the the al hakol onu modim. In those places in birchas hamazon, the bracha of hodav one should not bow as well. The reason for that is, says the mishabur and sifkat and test, because adding times it's maguna because you shouldn't be bowing except what Chazal tells you. The ein lishchos elomashe tiknu chachamim. One should not bow except where the chacham told him to bow. And for that reason, one should not bow by the bracha in the beginning of the Yerushalayim or the ending of Bona Yerushalayim, unlike the minig of the Maharil. It could be you could bow there a little bit. That which will machmir not to add bows, says the Mishabura, is dafka by Shmona Esrei. Now, if you're bothered that this is against the Shulchan Aruch, we'll see how the Mishnah will address that in a moment. Because the, the, the Shulchan Aruch just brought down all these times you shouldn't bow outside of Shmon Esrei. And now the Mishnah says that which we say you shouldn't add bows is dafka during Shmon Esrei. Then we said you are allowed to make extra bows. Therefore, we find by Rabbi Akiva Shaada Manicho BeKeren Zavis Zoh Umoto BeZavis Acheres Meirov Krios VeShtachavayos. The Gemara says that you leave Rabbi Akiva in in one corner of the room, and then from all his bows, you came back a few minutes later. He was on the other side of the room. So he was obviously adding a lot of bows. The Kasua Poskim, the Poskim explained what Rabbi Akiva was doing. It wasn't during the Shmon Esrei. It was during the Tachanunim afterwards. It was after he finished Shmon Esrei because it's Maguna to be adding bows during Shmon Esrei. Umai, that which the Shulchan Aruch just said, you shouldn't bow by things that are outside of Shmon Esrei. The Mishabru is telling us it's only by Shmon Esrei. Yes, Alex? Who's constantly bowing? You see, you see people constantly bowing? No, they're shuckling. They're not bowing. They're shuckling. There's a difference. They're not bowing. Okay. Zalta Mishabura Vaiter, Umasha Osara Shulchanaruch Bukhalzeh. That was the Shulchanaruch is asking bowing these other times which is not doing Shmonesra, which the Mishabura just said is not a problem. Mishum de Kolho Dosa Elu Huderech Shevach Lehilu. All these examples that the Mechaber brought down that you shouldn't bow, those are all places where we're just praising Hashem. It's not Shaykh over there to actually bow. It's just talking about praising Hashem. In other words, that all the upright should bow in front of you. You're not saying about yourself. You're just saying a praise to Hashem that all those who are upright should bow to Hashem. You're just saying the whole world, world should bow to Hashem. That's a way of praising Hashem, that He's worthy of everyone bowing to Him. But when we actually bow, when we say we are, we are bowing, you're saying it about yourself. So you're, 
You're practicing what you preach. You're saying, we are bowing. We bow to you. So then you're bowing to Hashem. So, in that case, you are able to bow. That's from the Taz, Ayin Shom Od. Now, if you look at note 13, he says an interesting thing. The, the Taz writes, According to this, we shouldn't be bowing Yom Kippur when we're referring back to what happened in the times of the Beis HaMikdash when the Kongodol Shed HaShem HaMafur and everyone bowed. We're talking about a praise of HaShem. They used to bow. That's like, that's like by Nishmas. We're not saying, and we are bowing. So why are we bowing over there? So says the Taz, you're not talking there about yourself. You're talking about the Kohanim and the Om that were there in those days. They were Korim and Mishtachavim. Ubiyar, he explains, We're doing this to commemorate what was done in the Beis HaMikdash. We are equating ourselves. We're reliving it. We're reliving the bowing and therefore that would be an appropriate time for us to bow. As opposed to just saying about Hashem that Hashem is so great that He's worthy of everyone bowing to Him. That's not a time to bow. You're just praising Hashem. You're not, you're not, it's not an appropriate time to bow. We say, but not the Korim, that's appropriate. Over here we're reenacting what the Kohanim and the Um did in the Beis HaMikdash, so that also would be appropriate to bow. If you look in the Bir HaLacha over here, in the, the fifth to last line, Dibra Maskal HaKorea B'Vachol Koma, Ayin B'Mogin Giborim, Says, look in the Mogen Giborim that he works hard to try to find a reason why the Minog is to bow at Baruchu. Ulon beemes yish Minog zes smach min hamikra b'divrei yomim aleph kapitol chavtes pasuk chav. However, he says there is something to rely on in a pasuk for this Minog ayin shom uminog Yisrael Torah. Minog Yisrael Torah, and therefore it's a a proper Minog. Now the pasuk says there we once had it. I actually have it written in my Mishabura way back in, from Simon Nunvav. The Pasuk says in the Rayomim, Vayomer David Lachol Hakol, Baruchu Noas Hashem Elokeichem, Bless Hashem your God, Vayivorchu Kol Hakol Hashem Elokeichem, and all Kaiso bless Hashem, Vayiktu Vayishtachavu Lashem Velamelech, and then and they bow to Hashem. So you see in that Pasuk it talks about, it says Baruchu Lashem, and it says they bowed. So therefore, that the Biralacha says is a possible makor for the Minaga Olam to bow by Baruchu, and that is certainly our Minhag. Says the Machaber Vaitur in Sivdalad, Hamispalel Tzaril Sheyichra Ad Sheyispakeku Kolchulio Shabashidra. One who is davening needs to bow so much until all the vertebrae in his spine are popping out. A person shouldn't bow by his waist and keep his head upright. He should bend his head down also like a cane, which is bent over at the edge. Says the Mishabura in Sifkoton Yud, This Loshan of Yispakaku, Pekak, is like a Kesher, is like a knot. Verotzalomer means to say, That through the bowings, the, the knots of the vertebrae are sticking out from the spine. And the Bira Loch over here, in the third to last line, he writes, we said one who is davening has to bow in such a way that the, that the spine is sticking out, the vertebrae. So he writes, So too when a person bows when he finishes from Esther, when he takes his three steps back, like we'll see later on in Simic Kufchav Gimel, Nami Dinahachia, it's the same din that a person should bow. Not everyone is so mocked on this. They just take the three steps, they bow a little bit, but a person should bow when he's taking his three steps back the same way that he bows during the Brachon Shemonesri, all the way down, that the vertebrae are sticking out from his spine. That's what the Biralacha says. Says the Mechaber Vaitis of Hei, V'lo yishcha kol kach ad sheyiyeh piv keneged chagor shel mechnasayim. But a person should not bow so much 
that his mouth should be across from the belt of his pants. The imhuzakin ocholav, a person is older or he's not well, the eno yachol lishkos ache is pakaku, and he can't bow down until the vertebrae are sticking out. Kevan shehirkin, once he not pirish shehishpil, he lowers rosho dayo, he lowers his head a little bit, like a commemorative, uh, a symbolic bow, he bends his head a little bit, that's enough. With, by doing that, it's recognizable that he really wants to bow. It's, it's painful, it's difficult for him. And therefore, he tells us two sides. On the one hand, a person shouldn't bow too much, overdo it. And if a person is sick or old and he's not able to bow, at least bend his head so it shows that that's what he really wants to do. The Mishabura says, why shouldn't you bow so much? So in Sefkatan Yud Aleph, he writes... Looks like he's a Bagaiva. He's bowing, trying to bow more than everyone else. There's a certain way you're supposed to bow. Don't overdo it and make it seem like you think you're better than everyone else. Says the Machaber Vaiter and Sivov. When a person bows, he should bow quickly at one time. He should bend down quickly. But when he gets up, he should get up slowly. He should lift his head up first. And then his body should follow. It shouldn't look like it's a burden. He should do it the proper way. Lift his head and then lift his body. That was Sivav. There is no Mishavur on Sivav. Sif Zayin. The Mechaber says, Kishya Korea, Korea Bebaruch, Ukishya Zokev, Zokev Bashem. The Mechaber says, when you bow, you bow at the word Baruch, and when you get up, you get up by the shame. Says the Mishabura, Sif Katan Yudbez, Kishya Korea, Kishya Omer Baruch Yichra Bevirchkov. When he says the word Baruch, he bends his knees. Ukishya Omer Ata, when he says Ata, Yishcha Adshe Yispakigo Achoyo. That's when you bend your body over, so that the vertebrae are sticking out. Ukishya Omer Modim, that's by the brachos. By Modim, when you say Modim, Yichra Rosho Vigufo Kaagmo Mabas Achas. Then you don't do your knees first. By Modim, you just bend your whole body over, like the king with your head down at one time. Viyamur Kach B'Shechia Ad Hashem. And you stay in that position of bowing until you get to the shame. Vaoz Yiskov, and then you get up. Sounds from the Mishabura that you first say Hashem's name, or Ad Hashem, and then you get up. It's not clear exactly. Do you say Hashem's name first? Do you get up first? So this is a big machlokas in the postkin. If you look at note 16, which starts over here, and then it continues on page 33, but he writes, Should you actually be getting up during the mentioning of Hashem's name? Or should you get up before you say Hashem's name? And when you get to Hashem's name, you're already standing upright. The Rav says that you should get up before Hashem's name so that when you say Hashem's name, you are already in an upright position. When you come to say Hashem's name, you get up. Meaning before you actually say it, that you're upright before you say Hashem's name. Me'idok, on the other hand, You actually get up while you're saying Hashem's name. It's mashma that way from Rashi. He brings both opinions. And then the Siddur Yavit says a very interesting thing. If you can think of an, a mahalach of why this should be, it will be appreciated. He writes, 
When it comes to getting upright by the brach of Avos, sheyizkov kishom Hashem. Then you should get up while you're saying Hashem's name. When it comes to getting up during modem, there he says you should get up before you say Hashem's name. I wish there would be an explanation of why that is, but that's what he says. He's mechalik between the two, a regular bracha, you should get up during Hashem's name, but during modem you should get up before Hashem's name. Let's just finish up this note. When it comes to the bowing by modem, like we pointed out, the Mishavur understands you don't have to bend your knees. Fine. That's not so pashat. The Chayolam is mashma otherwise. And so are some other postkim. Let's go back to the Mishavura. Sifkaton Yud Gimel. We said, Zokev Bashem. Tiksiv, the reason for getting up either during Hashem's name or by, meaning before Hashem's name, is because the Pasuk says, Hashem Zokev Kefufim. Hashem stands up the bent. And therefore, there's an need to get up by Hashem's name. Let's continue in the Mechaber. The Mechaber continues in Sifches. The last line on 280. Hamispalel Uba Keneged Akum. A person is in the middle of the avening, and a guy comes in front of him, and he has a picture of an idol in his hands. And you get to a place in the avening where you're supposed to bow, and here you have a guy holding the avodah in front of you. You should not bow. Even though your heart is to heaven, you should not bow when the avodah is in front of you. The Mishaburah says... The, and he's holding the Avodah Zarah in his hands. He seems to find a heter for bowing. Chalil to be lenient to bow there. Only during davening. So even though your heart is to shemayim, the Mishabura says in the Kodesh Tzvav, it looks like you're bowing down to the to the idol that he's holding. And there's a couple of very interesting notes over here. Note 17 and 18. He writes, even if the picture of the idol, whatever it is, the cross. Is covered by glass. The Kavachayim writes, "Asr abau." When you have the vertical and horizontal lines, i.e., you have the cross. There are other things around it also. It's not just a cross; it's a cross with other things around it. Rachai Kineski says, "Shiroi lihizari." You also should not bow. If a person has a cross on his garments behind him or on the side, the Kavachayim writes, As long as the cross is not on the front of him and he's facing you, you could still bow, either you know he has a cross on the side or on the back, that's okay. In note 18 he writes, about not bowing down in front of these things, If you're in a hospital or somewhere else where there are crosses on the wall, and they're on the eastern wall where you're supposed to daven. So we learned earlier a few weeks ago, she is tzad acher, va'af she'enu tzad mizrach. So that's reason not to face east, which you normally would face, in order not to be facing the cross. You should face a different direction in order not to be facing the cross. Let's try, let's just finish up the simon. Sif tes. Ein lahosef al ta'orav shal ha'kadosh baruch hu yoser mi'akel ha'godol ha'gibu ha'vanora. Once you're not add on to the praises of Hashem, more than we have in Shemun Esrei, of ha'kel ha'godol ha'gibu ha'vanora, v'davka batfila. This day you shouldn't add on to the praises of Hashem as davka during davening, mipnei she'ein l'shanas mi'matbeya sh'tavu ha'chami. You shouldn't change the format of what Chazal established for Tefillah. Ava b'tachanunim, o b'akoshos u'shvachim, sh'odam over b'atzmo, b'tzam, your own individual b'akoshos that you're making from Hashem, le'islanba, that rule does not apply. You can add on other titles and praises to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. U'mikomakom nochon l'mishe yirtza l'harach b'shivchei ha'makom sh'yomar osu l'psukim. But one who wants in his own free Tefillahs to add praises to Hashem, 
It shouldn't be in his own language. He should do it through psukim and say psukim that praise Hashem in other ways. That's what he should add on, not through his own words. We'll stop here in the midst of Hashem. We'll start the next simon tomorrow night. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics or to hear an eon shear on any daffin shas, including Mara McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.